and welcome back to another episode of Rip Through Podcast. It is episode 38. Sean Tobin. Yeah, 38. 38, we're back. We said it before, we're but done, um, we're, back. <laughs> we're back again. But back. We're still not in person. We're, we're still, still not, not there, person. but we're, I'm, we're back. I'm, I'm struggling with it, but we're, we're doing our best we can. Um, obviously, I, I've mentioned it many times before. I'd rather be doing it in person, having guests on, but COVID's not going away anytime soon. It seems to be lingering. It's just lingering around like an ex-girlfriend. It's not what you want right now. But um, we're back. Exactly How you been, Shawnee T? Talk to me, man. I know, man. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I know we, yeah, we, oh, I think I was going to try and come down as an immediate family member at one stage <laughs> for your COVID safe plans just to try and see how we can make this thing happen. Shawnee Robinson. Uh, it's cool, man. Once the restrictions lift, geez, we're going to hug well. It's going to be, it's going to be a beautiful day. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's been cool. Like it's been, um, you know, great to have footy back, of course, Ooh. you know, obviously I'll get into the lines shortly and, and ask you about that. But I think like fans, man, we're, we're just good to have footy back. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's good to have, a really competitive like teams that we did weren't expecting to win games nice. where they have it's it's been unbelievable like Carlton beating Geelong at GMHPS Stadium awesome the Suns seem to be everyone's favorite team at the minute aren't they uh, aren't they everyone's favorite like I think they kind of knocked us or knocked off knocked us off the second best favorite team in the competition it feels like that's yeah. what everyone's doing everyone's like oh Gold Coast this Gold Coast that I'm like what about me? It isn't fair. Oh, I need some Shannon Noel up uh, in here because we feel like a little bit shat on. Oh, mate, I'll tell you what. It, after the uh, after the, their win on the weekend, everyone was celebrating yeah, as if they'd been 10-year members of the uh, <laughs> Suns. And everyone, the bandwagon was getting full, but I was picking everyone up. Yeah, I was you've picking been there, everyone up. You've been there for a couple of years. You've been there for a couple of years. I was years. driving around town picking anyone up <laughs> that wants to join. It's so cool. We've got plenty of room. We've got yeah, plenty of room. Yeah. Now, the hat that I will say that um, the, the Colton win against... Geelong down there, that has to be one of the toughest victories on the road that you can possibly get over somebody. That they never get beaten there, and if they do, yeah. even against a good team, it's like, man, that is something must have happened that you know Geelong squad. But my boy Eddie Betts, uh, I will roll something. I did, I did face Tommy yesterday. Uh, I'll play it right here now. Um, did you win the game for Colton last night? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was just watching it, man. You had speed in those old legs. Yeah, I still got it, bro. Still got a bit Woo! of speed. Come on, man. That tackle. You still Come got, on, Eddie. You've still got that speed in your legs, butter. He's he's killing it. But that was a very, very big win for the Blues. And I had a little bit of something in my heart. A little, little bit of something started, started pumping again just then. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what. He, uh, he... That, that that last 30 seconds where he kicked the ball forward. Because yeah. I was obviously... I didn't get to watch a, it back and forth between your game and, and the Geelong <laughs> game as well. And uh, obviously, you know, that, that that last passage of play, you know, when the game's there to be won and lost, it's the champions who always stand up. Yep. And he looked he looked 21. He, he ran like 21. He tackled like he was he 21. He was uh, he looked like a young man. I've said, uh, said it before. He's got something to prove this year. So you'll, you'll have his moments. Um, you're not going to get yeah. the four uh, to 50 goals out of, of him. Yeah, absolutely. And on the back of what was a really difficult week, yeah, and, you know, we, we, we have to put it into context it wasn't a it wasn't a usual game day week for him um you know there was obviously a lot being spoken about uh around racism and obviously that the the um the i suppose the vilification that he was subjected to earlier in the week and to have that you know to have to work through that and then obviously play the way he did on on the weekend it was uh you know it, it made the his performance all the more special well if anyone that knows eddie he he's t- it might be a tough week that he's talked about but his whole career, he would have had these weeks and weeks and weeks out of his whole career that he, you know, he struggled with some sort of racism or problems um, in the community that's been towards him. He just masters so 
Um, I'd like to say well, but it's not a great thing that he, you know, he cops it all and takes it. And you can see the emotional um, video or interview he did with AFL 360 uh, the other night. I think it all just kind of came out. And, um, you know, we do understand that we've talked about the Black Lives Matter movement recently and we didn't want to you know, keep touching on that. But um, I, I honestly stand up and applause for Eddie for doing that because it didn't look easy. Um I did send him a message and uh, tweeted a little thing today about it, but he's one of the most humble, nicest guys you'll ever meet in your life. And for people to keep trolling and being racist online and these through these forums of um, anonymous, you know, messages is just disgusting. And I'm just sick of talking about it. Every time it happens, it seems like we we, we talk about it because the closest people to him, the one his loved ones, get affected as well. And uh, just I'm just sick of it. And hopefully that. Um, people can see this message of him just like you know it's breaking a man who has done nothing wrong um, besides as he said being born black so it was very emotional I got a little bit choked up watching it um, I know he's you know he's such a strong human being and for him to, for him to um, kind of express himself like that well I haven't seen it before so um, it was very moving and um, applauding for it yeah, you, you could tell the tone changed, didn't it? Halfway yeah, it through. did. I was, um, I was choking that, up a That was bit when there. it kind of got me because it obviously, the message was really strong from the start, but there was a period halfway through where you really sort of felt him really opening up and, and you really had a sense that you were watching someone who for the last 10 years has been subjected to, um, you know, th- this type of vilification. And it's, it's you know, it's disgusting at its core. We know that we, we've spoken about this, as you mentioned, but halfway through that interview, that, that's when it really started to hit me going, okay, well, no, this is a, this is a different Eddie that, that yeah. he probably hasn't sort of shown too much of. Yeah, no, well, that's what I mean. I haven't seen, I've seen it personally, but I haven't seen him come out on, um, you know, live interview and do it. So hopefully everyone got a little bit of something from that, but it, um, you know, it can, it can tear down some, some barriers for the strongest of people. So hopefully it's the last that we hear of that. And going forward, it's just smooth sailing, Freddie, because I know that um, he does so much for the community and everything, uh, family, friends, and, you know, the footy, like footy world in general. So um, hopefully he has a, a cracking year and the Blues can get a few wins as well going along the way to make it more special. But how are you, how are you being, man? Talk to me. What's, what's news down your way? Uh, you being busy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Well, it's, uh, it's been, it's been interesting to be honest, you know, like trying to determine um, when the AFL grand final is obviously we've got a number of projects that we're working on at the minute, yeah. which kind of revolves around the AFL season, of course. And, trying to sort of lock anything down it's quite difficult because obviously there's talk about the afl grand final where that could go what that could look like i mean at this stage we're, we're still looking at late uh october but that the date might change and so might the city based on uh based on obviously all the reports with with what stadiums are looking like so it's incredible to kind of hear that you know obviously the mcg has a deal i think it's 20 uh, 2057 or something like that is, is when the contract uh, is obviously in place from the MCG. But when you're getting 60,000 uh, uh, Western Australians into Optus mm-hmm. Stadium in only a couple of weeks' time, it's uh, it's going to make things very interesting. Oh, I'm sure you've been following it as well. I have, I have. I've been, I've been watching that space a little bit, not for the fact that I would love to play in the grand final, obviously, but um, if I've said it so many times, if anything is going to happen this, like... Buck the trends, uh, go against the history. You know, the MCGs, the home of footy, all that stuff. If anything's ever going to happen, it's going to be 2020. Like, this is a year to, to, to test things out, um, you know, change the rules, do whatever you want because it's it's one of those years where you can get away with it, I think. I think if you can't get any supporters to a grand final in Melbourne, it makes absolutely no sense to play it there. 
Um, one, the safety of the players. Um, and two, could you imagine watching an AFL grand final with no one in the stands? Could you, I, oh, I can't, I can't it, imagine that. It, it's weird as it is already. Now, thankfully, we're starting to get some fans in the games. We had a 1,000 of our fans at the game. And it was louder yeah. than nearly the final we had last year. Um, yeah. So when it came up on the scoreboard that it was attendance was 1,950, 1,000 were our fans. I think 50-odd were Eagles and the rest were corporates and sponsors and whatnot. Um, it was electric. It honestly was. And yeah. to believe it or not, like it helped us win the game, uh, especially in the second half because they were, they were getting very loud and... Even after the game, when they're chanting lions, I was getting shivers and goosebumps. It was crazy, but <laughs> I, I honestly think um, it might be played over there because unless it could happen, as you said, if it's ever going to happen, it's going to be in twenty twenty. Where everything else has happened, everything else has happened gonna... this year. Why not have a grand final over there? Depending on who's in it um, and where, I think, I think you got to be like be real. Like it's it's probably going to be late October, if anything, um, around that time. You don't know where this COVID nineteen yeah. thing is going to be at. So, pos- yeah. poten- like potentially, like if it's a, a two away teams, like not Victorian teams, yeah. and have it in that state. Whoever finishes top, like why not do it that way? So you never know. Yeah, it, look, it's been really interesting following the whole Victoria. Um, obviously, it's so it's so disappointing to see um, what uh, what what. I suppose has been happening down yeah. in, in, in Victoria with the spread. And, and, you know, we're, we're really hoping that, you know, our Victorian friends from, from, from down South can, can kind of get things sort of in place there, which is going to yeah. be really interesting. Um, but look, as a player, would you feel comfortable going to Victoria in the current state? Of course, everything's really safe with the, the protocols that the AFL has in place, but I'm assuming you've got full confidence in the system and, and everything that's sort of been put in place for you guys. hundred percent. And just, just from dealing with the Brisbane Lions as we have, um, when it, when it was started and we got the green light to start, um, start again, the, the club said from the start that we are going to be as strict as possible, like go overboard. So then when it does get relaxed, we're already on top of it all. And we go from there. Um, the AFL have been really, really good in ensuring us that, you know, the players health, and safety is a first priority no matter what. That's what it's always been. All the negotiations have been with AFLPA and the AFL and the clubs have been health and safety priority number one. Everything else doesn't matter unless that's, that's looked after. So I've got full confidence. I would go to Melbourne, um, Victoria, wherever it may be for a hub um, to continue footy because we, we can just see already, like it's, it's given everyone so much joyment, joy and happiness and stuff. Just playing again, like sake of mind, I'm like keeping me sane, especially. Um, I'm yeah. love. I've been love playing um, footy. I spoke to a few boys that are in hubs now. It's actually, you know, it's pretty good in, in you know considering all all the options and um, stuff that's been happening there. But yeah, I, I don't know. It, to see what ha- was happened with McKenna, that's probably the only worrying thing um, at the moment that that I see, especially being the first player who tests a positive, but not positive, but negative, a positive. Um, it's been an absolute that, that was shit 2020 show. in a nutshell. That oh. that right there was was 2020. You know, like that that was kind of that that kind of summed up how this year's gone for me. Mate. Um, and, and we'll touch on it because it obviously was the biggest talking point that came out of the game on the weekend. And oh, I remember when the, the news kind of hit, I was kind of sitting there. It was actually it was only about an hour or two before your game. Um, and I remember yeah. uh, I remember sitting down trying to work out, okay, how does this impact the Melbourne game? How does this impact the Melbourne Footy Club? How does this impact the football, uh, Essendon Football Club? Is there an impact to Sydney? I didn't know. Obviously, Essendon played Sydney the week before. So all these things started going through my mind 
trying to determine what was sort of going forth. But how have you seen, now that we can kind of sit back and, and assess, I suppose, that situation, have you... Have you got a view in terms of, I suppose, how the, um, I suppose, the, the media potentially, uh, I suppose, covered the story? And the only reason I ask that is because in the last few hours, we're recording this on a on a uh, Wednesday night. Um, there, there's been some apologies that have been that have been, I suppose, delivered from some reporters through the media. Um, and I, I know that you always check Twitter. I know you're always <laughs> watching the, the AFL media landscape. I'm sure yeah. that you've probably followed this story after the game. Uh, how have you kind of seen it? I suppose, sort of covered in, in the in the sort of, I suppose, the situation since the, the negative result has come forward. Yeah, well, you said you, you saw it a couple hours before our game. I, I literally was woke up from my nap around 4 o'clock, I think it was, and I saw the Twitter feeds blow up um, regarding this. A certain player had been tested positive for the coronavirus. Um, then I immediately started thinking, shit, like sort of trying to retract everything that like we've found out when it first started, like if someone gets it, does the season get shut down? Does it get postponed? What happens? And then I was just waiting for the, the rolling updates and the, um, the the press conference and viewers. So immediately I thought, are we playing West Coast tonight? Like, how does this work? Um, he yeah. came out, he came out, obviously he handled it very well like he has been all year. Um, the poor bloke who's been through hell and back in his, in his role as the AFL CEO. Um, and he said, look, just this game, the Essendon and Melbourne Demons game has been postponed. Um, every other game's fine, um, which, which was a great result because, you know, we end up beating West Coast, but it was just good to see the footy go ahead. Um, the way that it was handled from then onwards was an absolute shit show, to be honest. Um, it's funny because we were speaking to the AFLPA when all this was going down, um, what was our priorities and what, like, what we had at the top of our list, how to um, combat these things that happen. Um, in the media and if someone tests positive, the first bloke who was going to get test positive was always going to like have his, I wouldn't say world ton apart, but he was going to get thrown under a bus in some regards by um, media personnel, journalists, whoever was, whoever was covering AFL pretty much. Um, and that's what kind of happened. Everyone kind of jumped the gun. All you had to do, like I know you have to, like what sells is being first, um, not the facts straight away. Like that's just not, that's just, you know, obvious. If you get like a little bit of the ice cream and you know that and you know that something's happening, you're gonna report it. I think where everyone's apologizing now is how they seem to be kind of barracking for um, Connor to the have story. done something wrong in that regard. Yeah, I could. We're allowed to go to the supermarket. We can go get groceries. He could have just gone there and grabbed a bottle of water and gone home and drank it, and that was contaminated. Like just touching shit. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. If he has done something wrong, then he'll copy his thing. But all you got to do is just wait for a statement and go from there. This is a player who just come back from Ireland. His family would have been so stressed about all this. Himself, his friends, his family, the club. Like, can you imagine going through um, the situation where your club might have just lost points for a game because you tested positive? Like, that's depressing. I'm not going to oh. I'm not gonna sugarcoat that. It's absolutely depressing. Um, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I, he, I still don't felt, know. Yeah, I still don't know what yeah. how he has contra- has tracked it, contracted it. If if he had it or not, because like there's just so many yeah. outlets and publications at the moment just running just random shit. Like I, I literally scrolled through my Instagram. Was like, Tam Bloke's going to be quarantined. Uh, numerous amount of players. One player is going to be quarantined with. He's only in contact with one player. He was training with a whole group. He was spitting on the ground yeah. and he was like hugging coaches. Like, oh, I just I, I just felt sick for him. I felt. Very, very sorry for the bloke. Um, and whether he did something wrong or not, like, man, I just felt, I felt bad for him, man. The way everyone acted was just absolutely deplorable. 
And, and that's what we've got to really determine. Look, what was there a breach? Now, I'm not saying there was or there wasn't because obviously, you know, that investigation is going forth. But if you're basing it off the the reports that are coming forward, um, the, the two things that kind of center here is that he uh, went to a couple of open homes, um, which I'm led to believe isn't necessarily a breach if it's been advised and I suppose that the, the parameters are in place for that to be allowed. Uh, and the other one was, was visiting the host family that billeted him when he first came to, to Ireland. And, and I, I believe that they are considered uh, his family representatives given he, mm. he doesn't have one in Australia. So, um, you know, if you, if you kind of look at it from that sense, you know, if he's got approval from both of those counts and there hasn't really been a breach that's been in place here. Um, look, it's a very difficult situation for everyone. And, and I did sit back and go after, after the negative result came forward, when I saw that tweet come through yesterday and I saw that all the reports come through, I thought, okay, well, yeah, that's 2020 for us. Um, but then your mind starts to go, okay, well, what about all the people that went so hard? I mean, David King, to his credit, came out today and and apologised for the very strong opinion that he had in his column. But, you know, there, there were other reporters that went very strong in this. Um, and uh, I think a lot of those have, I suppose, uh, you know, cases to answer for, or, or yep. Ray Hadley. I mean, he used it as a way to absolutely bash Victoria. Um, you know, we saw that yeah, as well. It was used as political like, ways, like saying, well, you know, letting people in from other countries, what he was doing. It's, it, I don't want to say anything too harsh, but like, I do, I do, um, say thanks for the, for the reporters who have come out and apologized. That's great. Yeah. Is there any, any repercussions going to happen? No. How does how does uh, Conor McKenna look now? Will he cop shit on field for possibly being the guy who delivered an AFL? He's, of course, he's going to. Like you got to look at yeah. you got to look at the things like this. This is going to tarnish his brand. Like I would I would I wouldn't sue anybody for um, what what is it defamation of character because yeah that's a possibility that he can um, if it's a negative test and so much stuff must be running through his head. Like obviously he wants to know the truth. Is he does he have it or not? Like. Apparently the symptoms can be a little sniffle and you've got it. That's 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 how bleak it could be that, yeah. that you've tested positive. So um, I don't know. I was, we spoke to the AFLPA about this numerous amount of times. What's going to happen into the first bloke who tests positive? He's going to absolutely cop a barrage from the media. Um, is there anything that we can do? And to, realistically, there's nothing because you know, they're going to run it regardless. It's just having the support network in place for him and his family and friends that um, – that will help him out in this situation um, if he needs, you know, any counselling or whatever about that. But when I saw it, I was like, oh, poor bloke, he's going he's gonna to cover yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I fell for him. You know, obviously, you, and you got to take it on face value. You hope he hasn't done the, yeah. the wrong thing. Or, or and if he has, he still hasn't place. deserved it. Like, he's, yes, yeah. if he's breached it, it if he's breached it, he just, you know, he deserves to cop whatever's going to come through from the AFL or from, you know, the Essendon Footy Club. But what do you, what, what was he's, you know, well, from what he copped straight off the bat, um, without having actually real facts or um, knowledge of what he actually did, was more than enough. So I don't know. It's 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 tough. Hopefully, for his sake, it's negative, and there was a big kerfuffle, and the people who came out a bit hard will say sorry, and we move on. But I just wish there was repercussions for um, jumping the gun or prematurely just. Articles, oh man, I don't know. You know this triggers me. This always triggers me. That's why we started this podcast because I'm angry already. But regardless, yeah, yeah. regardless, let's move on. Now, we'll keep on the theme of of media coverage because I wanted to ask you about this and we'll be really careful with how we broach this subject. And we're going to preface this by saying that we're not in the business of talking about other football clubs with how they go about things and and obviously how they communicate. But the Mark Rusciuto 
um, scenario that, that happened last week. Obviously, you know, he, he used his platform in, at Triple M Adelaide to sort of talk about list management strategy. And um, I suppose that, you know, without going too too far in depth, that was the, the brux of it. And, and I suppose spoke about some of the decisions that they made. Um, what I wanted to ask you about wasn't so much about the exchange with Hugh, because again, we're, we're not in the business of talking about other football clubs, but let's just generalize. Yeah, this is not confidential. Because- this is not the, the, the pop publication of selling magazines. <laughs> No, nah, no, nah, we're not, we're not, in, we're not into that. But what I did, what, what I did appreciate about Mark was his honesty, you know, and his transparency. Because what we're constantly, I suppose, asking for as an industry is for people to be more open and more transparent, and to 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 allow people to understand um, their insights. And and he, you know, to to no fault of his own, he absolutely did that last week, and just bore a brunt of criticism for it. And, mm. and it kind of just made me want to ask you the question. I mean, do do we kind of I suppose contradict ourselves at time when we say we want transparency, we want insight, we, we want to know, you know, real honesty, but the, the minute we ask of that or the minute we get it, we don't like the answer, we're going to attack someone for it. I mean, I was quite interested how you kind of found that. I think um, especially for Rashudo and the Maguires and the David Koshes of the world, they, they've got two roles um, and just knowing and for the public to know when they, he's doing his media side and when he's talking about his football side. So, They've just got to understand, um, you know, what hat they have on um, and what repercussions it can have. That's that's the only thing I could really say about that. But I, I love that this whole period of COVID-19, um, 2020, we've seen so much from um, players to coaches doing TikToks to coming out and doing interviews and opening themselves up for criticism and getting on the trends that have been going on in the, in the um, wider community. I think it's been awesome to see and... Um, do I knock what these guys have been doing? No, I actually really, I actually really appreciate and love that they, um, you know people are coming out and having their opinion on certain things and giving you inside access to um, how they think about decisions being made and stuff. Like the media and broadcast people are crying out for more um, in-depth access to players, coaches, staff. Like I, I can't, I don't understand why people come out and then whack them for having their say or you know opinion because. That's what everyone's yearning for. So, yeah, I do agree. Everyone, you know, the contradictions are right there. Um, for me, I love it. If I, I've actually been able to flourish a little bit too with my streaming and, and you know, writing articles and having my opinion on certain topics on Twitter and Instagram. I really enjoy that because I'm, I'm just being myself. And if you like it, it's great. If you don't, you can have your opinion too. I don't really care if you like, oh, Mitch is a flog and all this and that. Like, that's just me. So, you know, you probably won't say it to my face, yeah. but you can say it online if you want. Same with Kane Corns. So many people hate him. I actually respect what he does. Like, yeah, he'll go over <laughs> top every now and then, but at least he's having yeah. his opinion and he's not just going against the you know the norm and um, he's being a yes man. So that's why I appreciate him. And I, I've told him like multiple times, um, I'll, I'll call him a wanker if I want to, and he would accept that. And when I say he's writing great stuff, having a good opinion, I tell him too, and he he's, you know acts the same way about that. So yeah. I don't know. I, I've loved it. You know, you see Buckley and Leon Cameron, those guys doing TikToks with their, their family. Like, I, I actually love that stuff. That's really cool to see. Yeah. I, I just, I found it really interesting, you know, the, 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 the openness and the desire for transparency and, and inside and, and just the coverage that kind of came from, it, I thought was, was quite yeah. interesting, but uh, look, another talking point, we, we, we can't dismiss it because obviously the Brisbane Lions are going really well. And I want to <laughs> ask you about how the vibes are going, but I, I want to ask you how well the Brisbane Lions are going, but then also preface it by talking about the Sunnies because there's yeah. been some talk that we could potentially have a Friday night Q clash, which yeah. would be the first time in, in Queensland history. I think it'd be brilliant for the state, but uh, wh- 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 where, 
is the vibe sort of going at the moment in Brisbane? Because it's 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 quite different. You're you're playing in a hub, but you're living at home. Yeah. Um, you know, how does how 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 have you kind of found the the I suppose the the the, the post break and, and coming back into the regular season? Yeah. Um we learned so much from our first game against Hawthorne. Um I, I knew that the team, um, the coaches have prepared us so much better in terms of understanding how this new game is going because shorter quarters um, no crowds, the obvious things, but we just prepared a lot better for the second game, knowing what happened in the first. And we are still in very strict isolation as players. Like we go to the club, we come straight home. That's that's all we do. We go into the club, we're split up in groups. We're still testing. We're doing stuff in our diary every day, talking about COVID, um, hand sanitizing around the clock, cleaning the gym equipment, washing our lockers, like. It is above and beyond clean um, what we're doing and we're still learning along the way. But um, I honestly believe that we're doing some great work um, on and off the field. And yes, that rivalry is still there. I'm watching Gold Coast. Don't you worry. I'm watching the Gold Coast. The, the Raul and the, the King and the new recruits, the Greenwood. You've got Brent Ellis that came back. Their older players are playing well. Like They are an exciting team to watch at the moment. Oh, you can see all this. Oh, yeah. oh, they're playing against teams in the hub who are struggling. Like, fuck, I don't care. They are beating some good teams convincingly and they look yeah. good doing it. So, um, as I said before, they're everyone's second favourite team at the moment. Um, I want that pedestal back, but I'm watching them. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't I, know. I, 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 I say it all the time. They don't hand out four premiership points. You've got to go ah, and get it. No, this, like, year, it's, this, this year, the competition is even as it gets. Anyone can win on the day. I'm not just talking shit. You can throw that line away or you can use it. I'm using it. Like, anybody can win on any day. Like, if yeah. a team doesn't rock up, the, the, the game is so much shorter now. You can't just let a team get ahead and be like, oh, we're ruling back in with our experience. It doesn't happen like that anymore. Um, if usually the team that gets jumped at the start, we'll easily lose the game. Um, now that we're getting crowds back is really cool. As I said before, we had 1,000 at the game last week, or 2,000 all up. Um, this week, I think we've got 10,000, so... It's just getting better and better. Um, but, yeah, I, I'd love to see Gold Coast get rewarded now while they're hot. I'm not going to say they're going to drop off, but um, if they're going to do a Friday night game, you know who they should play? They should play the Brizzy Lions because why not get a Q yeah. clash firing um, off the bat and really grow the footy here in Queensland because they're third on the ladder, we're fifth, um, two wins each, and I think it's a great opportunity for us to showcase what, uh, what we're made of. So if they're going to get one, it has to be with us, and I think we play them in about... Three weeks, maybe. So, yeah, it, the, the, there's never been a more perfect time. You know, yeah. make it happen. We're uh, yeah. we're going to campaign for that. We'll campaign for that <laughs> week by week until we get it happen. I think the new fixture comes out tomorrow or Friday. So, oh, does it? we'll obviously follow that quite closely. Uh, probably brings us to our, la- our last talking point. I mean, we we're obviously going to talk about it a little bit uh, earlier as well. But of course, West Coast, who you guys played on the weekend, are one of the teams in the hub. Fremantle yep. also, they're, they're due to go back in a couple of weeks. And it's just been spoken about today through reports that uh, there will be a Perth hub. There will be a Perth hub. Uh, it won't make any sense for for Brisbane or, or no, uh, played, Gold Coast. We've played Frio and West Coast already. So. Yeah, so, you know, that certainly won't that certainly won't uh, make, I suppose, for, for any real need for, <laughs> for the game to be able to do that. Um, but, but we are hearing that Collingwood and Geelong could be the two teams, you know, based on a report yeah. that came through a short time ago from Fox Sports News. So what are your thoughts about potentially a hub being placed in, in Perth to be able to make the games continue? I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, they've got probably the least amount of cases that are that are um, in any state in the country so far. So, and I think they've allowed fifty percent of um, crowds at the at the Optus Stadium. So it makes a lot of sense. And to have two big teams in Geelong and Collingwood go over there it would be awesome to see. 
them showcase uh, their abilities on on the big stage and to have a big credit. I'm sure they've got Collingwood Magpies. They're going to have following wherever they go. So that would probably be the best for them. I, I, I'm keen to go into a hub as well. It does, does not bother me um, at the moment. I, to keep the game going, I'm, I'm sure that we're not going to get, you know, what, 14 more home games for the year. So I'm pretty sure that we're going to have to duck off somewhere too. So... Um, maybe it's a Tassie. Be, maybe maybe a Tassie. Tassie maybe. <laughs> Get my family down there. We can have a thousand Robinsons. But um, no, anything's really going like, to... We, we don't get told anything until, you know, it's, it's kind of released to the public as well. So we'll, we'll find out um, what's going to happen. But I think it'd be great, especially for, you know, West Coast and Frio who put their hands up and actually, you know, did the hard yards that go to Gold Coast and to do the hub life. I know it hasn't been easy for them. I know I feel the boys there with families that have struggled a little bit, but... Um, it's only fair that you know other teams should go over there and, and do the same thing. So, I'm sure it's all going to be made uh, made aware to the public and to us in due course. But um, that's exciting for I'm sure Frio and West Coast to get some home games up there. Yeah, absolutely. Now we we promised uh, at the start of the year that we're going to do our tipping uh, throughout the year. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I just I just want to tipping's sort of been maybe... too tough, man. How you meant to do it now? Yeah, but someone picked West Coast and uh, someone picked Suns over West Coast a couple of weeks ago. I got absolutely vilified for it at the time. <laughs> no, you uh, didn't. We, I, I said if you're ever going to choose them, you choose them. Actually. Oh, okay, okay. When, when, people, when people saw our, our show, they absolutely yeah, yeah. attacked me for it. said I knew nothing. Yeah. Uh, well, guess what? I, I, know, I know a little something about this game. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm looking through some of the games this week, actually. It's going to be pretty tough. All right, so give, me, give me the list and I'll tell you who, who I'm picking. Yeah, sweet. So we've got our Thursday night game is mm-hmm. Sydney versus the Western Bulldogs at SCG. Yeah, Sydney easily. I did tip yeah, against I mean, the Bulldogs yeah. last week, and that pretty much backfired in my face. But I think Sydney are going all right. They, um, I thought I'd slide down the ladder a little bit this year, but they're 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 thereabouts again. So no, I tip Sydney. Yeah, I'm tipping the doggies. I reckon their mojo's back. So we'll uh, we'll see how they we'll see how they go. Now Friday night footy, GWS Giants versus the Collingwood Football Club at Giants Stadium. Yeah, Collingwood. That's a tough one. No, that's not tough for me. That's, oh, actually they are getting three players back. They're getting Kelly uh yeah. Kelly Green and oh, who's the other one? They're getting another speed. Oh, I, did, I did see that they're supposed to be getting some reinforcements. Yeah, they're getting three, back, the, three of the best players are coming back. So I, I will go Collingwood still. Yeah, I'll, I'll be going Collingwood for that one. I reckon yeah. they, uh, they, 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 they look get the, home, though. They have had the least amount of scores kicked against them in the first three weeks, and it's been ridiculous what they're doing. So um, no, shout out to those guys. No, absolutely. Uh, now, Saturday, our first game is Saturday at 145 at Metricon Stadium. Port Adelaide versus West Coast Eagles. Who are you taking? I reckon West Coast. They are uh, the yeah, backs against I'm the saying. wall. They're backs against the wall at the moment, and you know they're copying it from left, right, and center. Um, a lot of stuff's yeah, being they, said they about a yeah. A lot of stuff's being said about them. Um, I think they really need a win, and they're, they're going to come out firing. They showed like yeah, they showed um, they showed a lot in the first half against us. Um, yeah, what they're made of. So I'm looking forward to watching that. Absolutely. No, I'm going West Coast. Uh, 435 Saturday, St. Kilda versus Richmond at Marvel Stadium. Oh, far out. You know what? I'm going to go against the, the Mighty Tigers. I'm going for Saints. My, my boy Bradley Hill's running absolute muck down there, and I think he'll uh, have 20-plus yeah. touches again, and uh, they'll, they'll, they'll stand up and kick a bag. They're playing a great brand of footy. They are. Uh, they, they didn't win on the weekend, yeah. but... I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing them uh, start firing because they've got a lot of good players uh, in that team. 
Absolutely. I'm going to Richmond. Uh, Saturday <laughs> night at the MCG, Essendon versus Carlton. Now that's happening, right? Yep. Yep. Come on, the baggers. I'm going to Blue Baggers. <laughs> Come on, boys. I'm back on them. I'm going Essendon. I reckon Essendon uh, gets home. It's been a big week for them. They'll they'll uh, they'll look forward to getting yeah. a win and, and putting this week behind them. Yeah, uh, and uh, they'll be fresh. They'll be fresh, ready to go. Of course, ready they'll be fresh. Of course, they will be. Uh, <laughs> uh, Suns versus Fremantle at Metricon Stadium. Uh, Fremantle for me. Like I know Suns have been great and they look amazing, but I think Fremantle um, from playing against Rio, I think I think they got a, the, the chance to beat them. Um, also. Yep. You got to think, Gold Coast were flying in the first four rounds last year, and then I don't think a lot of injuries and no. stuff, but they dropped off a little bit. So uh, hopefully these young boys can keep it going. But Fremantle. Okay, no worries. Yep, I'm uh, I'm going Sunnies. Uh, Brisbane versus Adelaide. We won't we won't do that one because we uh, we on, know man. what's going to happen there. Yeah, we know. Uh, we know what's going to happen there. <laughs> we got to. Well, but just uh, just on that though, I think ten thousand. You may get this yep. weekend. Is yeah, that, we're getting, we get yep. we're allowed ten thousand on the ground. Um, so we're looking forward to that. It's going to be electric. Um, it's going to be a big yeah. one. Hopefully, uh, we we'll get the chockies again, and uh, we can really finish off this first five week period with with a, you know a few more wins on the board. Absolutely. Now we've got Melbourne uh, against Geelong at the G Sunday. Yeah, Geelong. Yeah, I'm going Geelong as well. Yep. Uh, and Sunday, final game of the week, six ten. Good time slot. I'm enjoying it. Uh, Hawthorne versus Mel- uh, North Melbourne at Marvel Stadium. Hawthorne, haven't they been a surprise packet this year? Like they're up and down yeah. a lot, but yeah, definitely the Hawks. I got I, I got a lot of love for the Hawks. I don't because yeah, they beat us, I but think, I, I think, think they're a pretty after, good team. After, yeah, they 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 uh, they really they, they really smash Richmond. Last week. I was watching that going, what yeah. is happening? But yeah, they yeah, look they, good. Uh, they was convincing. They that had the was, oldest uh, list was... in the longest time. Like uh, I think it was oh, I can't remember the stat, but they, they had the oldest list on the park in a long, long time. So yeah, Clarko's got him going down there, and he wasn't he wasn't nah. mucking around when he said that Geelong weren't that good. Yeah, and Jager coming back made a massive difference for that them. Handsome I mean, motherfucker. He's, he's a good looking bloke. Isn't he? <laughs> he's, he's blessed. I've told he's, him uh, too. I've told him to his face. <laughs> so is it hard being um, that good looking? I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, I think that's it. I think that's, uh, I think that's, I think that's us for this week. So hopefully, yep. we'll, uh, we'll reassess our tip and we'll see how we went. Yeah, I mean, yeah. week, week uh, two, we, we actually weren't too bad. So mm-hmm. I think we, uh, I think we picked a few, which is, uh, which is good. Yep. Well, no, thank you, Shawnee T, for coming up. I was going to give a shout out to my sponsors, Shure Microphones, Red Bull, M Wave, uh, Chiefs Esports Club, Elgato, uh, HyperX. Love you guys. Um, thank you, Shawnee T, for coming on. Uh, I say it every time. We are back and we're going to keep doing this week in, week out. But you know what? Sometimes I get depressed and we can't catch up and see a beautiful face in person and buy yeah, some coffees. We- but. Absolutely, we're absolutely my car's fixed, so I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to not having to go back to that other place. Obviously, I haven't listened as we know what happened there, uh, but we, uh, I might I might be game enough now to go back to JQ and then pick up the coffee. But it's always good. Looking forward to catching up and, and, and doing it in person. We're obviously the first, the only, the, the realest AFL footy podcast going around, and, and uh, that, that won't change anytime soon. Yeah. No worries, Shawnee. Thanks, mate. Appreciate you. Peace. Bye.